Welcome back to the Friendly Shake on Sports podcast. This week, we'll be going over the NFL Week 3 games, as well as a look ahead to Week 4. Austin, what the heck are you wearing today? <laughs> I mean, what? I'm sorry, but you look like your dress is a grandpa. You're just jealous of my slides and green fleece. I'm cozy as shit. You might, I, I don't know, those slides, man, they they look like, you know. You could have used them for your knee. Okay. Yeah. I have no comment. <laughs> I got no comment for that one. They would have probably kept me from falling. <laughs> you probably will. Did you watch any games this weekend? I did. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, let's go over Monday Night Football first since it was a doubleheader. Well, what did you, you do during the weekend? Like, the games you watch? Uh, I saw a bunch of them. That Dolphins. Uh, That's a fun game. I even forgot who they played because they destroyed him so bad. Broncos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dolphin Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos and beat his former team. Sire 20. The irony of that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the other game was the Vikings Chargers, where both teams don't know what the word defense is. No, wait, would you just watch them at home with family? or? Yeah, this week I just stayed at home. I didn't go anywhere. Just stayed at home, watched them with my dad and brother. I still need to do that. Watch it with the Packer crew at his house. I've yet to do that this season. Yeah. I went to the uh, Packer bar. I hung out with a couple of the guys there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep telling me to show up again this year. I mean, you need to later some week. I will. I mean, obviously not when the Steelers and the Packers play at the same time. Well, and you'll miss the game, but... We actually play each other this year. Oh, just show up to that game. Yeah. No, that's the Steelers bar then. No, <laughs> you will be the one Steeler fan there, and you can take your milkshake opinion from Culver's with you. Oh, no, no, I like concretes from Culver's. Let's get that right. What the fuck is a concrete? It's like a blizzard, but it's from Culver's where they just mix the toppings into their custard. You go to, da- I'm saying, you go to, you go to Culver's for, for custard. You, uh, you can only, it's custard only. You're like Zach. But the concretes have the custard in it. That's the only I just like is, some. Is it custard? Like, is it called custard? It's called a custard concrete. But, so it's not. It's not the same thing. It's still got the custard in it. I mean, it has like toppings, like M and M's or brownie pieces inside the custard, and they mix it up. I feel your custard. No, I'm adding flavor to it, or not flavor, uh, pizzazz, or pizzazz. There's <laughs> eighty now. <laughs> I was looking at your clothing, and it made me think of the world. Well, is that right? Yes. We took a survey because we're, everyone at this bar that I went to is from Wisconsin, and we took Zach's bad milkshake take, and everyone said that it's a custard place. You get the custard. But you can get the custard with other stuff. Why? I don't know. It tastes better. No, it doesn't. It tastes worse. You just get the regular custard. I don't understand. I like fruit or brownie pieces in my ice cream. It makes the, the ice cream up level. Yeah, no comment. No, but okay. I'm hold my tongue there. Yeah, we probably should get back to football. No, it's fine. We we can talk more about how custard is better than milkshakes. And... I agree custard is better than milkshakes. I just like the concrete when I can put fruit toppings or other stuff in it. You can eat concrete off the ground. Go to a construction site. Why would I want to do that? Because there's concrete there. Oh, what? <laughs> you know what? I got nothing. I went. Let's get a Culver's after them. We should. Get some custard. <laughs> oh, my God. I will get a concrete and prove to you that it's still made with a concrete. They don't sell concretes at Culver's. They sell ice cream. Okay, you know what? 
enough with this. Let's get back to the game. That was the Eagles and Buccaneers and the Rams Bengals. We'll start with Eagles Buccaneers. That was actually a defining game for the Eagles, in my opinion. It was one of those games where the Eagles had to really show who they were from last year. Because their first two games, they were kind of subpar. They barely beat the Patriots and barely beat the Vikings the next week. If it wasn't for some last-minute heroics from Jalen Hurts against the Vikings and then against the Patriots, they got lucky with Mac Jones missing a pass by mere inches. So it was great to see them finally look like their former selves because before that, they were giving up almost 350 yards of offense per game and only averaging one or two sacks and this is the team that had 70 sacks last year yeah no I I thought it was good because I think that the offense especially AJ Brown he decided to look like the 2022 version of AJ Brown uh nine receptions for 131 yards I believe might have not had a touchdown with it but he looked great and then uh, on the same side of the ball, I think that um, the addition of DeAndre Swift, you know, this is a team that made the Super Bowl last year, maybe missing a piece here or there. And then they got DeAndre Swift, and he is a freaking superstar with this team. And it's almost like the defense seems to be the thing holding them back. But yeah, it's they're 3-0, and they look good. And the offense is running on nearly all cylinders. I would say it's a little below. I mean, the Buccaneers was a game they had to win. Yeah. If they didn't show... Well, the Bucs seem to be good this year, too. Yeah. That was one of those things where if they they showed themselves to be a better team this year, this week, they weren't... They didn't play down to their competition like the previous week. Yeah. I wonder if they just do that all season, though. I mean, we could see that last year, or this year. What you think of the Bucs offense? Baker Mayfield looked like he did when he was with Cleveland two years ago. He was turning the ball over. Oh, yeah. Not much of a running game. I mean, they were one of the worst running attack, rushing attacks in the league. I agree. <laughs> they look bad. Average less than three yards per carry. That's not good. No, they're going to have to lean heavily on their defense if they want to make the make a run at, at the playoffs. Um, and then, I mean, Mike Evans, like you highlighted last week, he just continues to find ways to be a bright spot on this team. I know he didn't have a lot of production this week. 60 yards and a touchdown is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's subpar for what he has done in the past couple weeks, but he's the one dining spot star on this offense. I think it revolves around him, and then after that, they're kind of all over the place, really. Yeah, they do kind of stink. They're going to win games if Baker doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. That is where they're going to succeed. Outside of that, it's going to be hard for them to win games because when he starts turning the ball over, that's when this Buccaneers team looks bad. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still early in the season, and they have an easy division, so they could, like I said, make Semi- playoffs. Their defense in that division are pretty good. That's fair. Yeah, the Panthers' defense is super good. Yeah. It's, I'm just kidding. Clearly, the other uh, Rams Monday night game, I'd like to talk about that game a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had some things to say. Well, okay. I mean, I thought that the Bengals were going to maybe play a little better. I thought they were going to win this game. And they did win. They won. Barely. Don't care how tried they, how hard they tried to throw it away. And Joe Burrow didn't have the comeback that I was hoping he'd have. But Jamar Chase finally looks like a top five wide receiver again. He looked great. He got open a bunch. Joe Cool needs to be cool again and start throwing for 300 yards a game. Getting all the offense working. You got Joe Mixon. They should be better right now. 
they should be, but honestly, if you look at it, this is not the way the Bengals want to win games. No, not at all. They don't want to win it by having Burrow throw it 49 times. I don't care who your quarterback is, you cannot throw the ball 40-plus times and expect to win, especially with that kind of offensive line that's subpar, and Burrow already has a calf injury that he's playing with, and you saw that during the game. He did not look comfortable making deep throws or even the intermediate throws. He just didn't look like himself. Like you said, he didn't look like Cool Joe that we're known to see. Yeah, I mean, the pass rush finally did something, though. That defense looked okay. Oh, yeah. They needed to do that for in order for them to win the game. Otherwise, the Rams probably, with Puka and uh, Tutu. That's such a great name. Puka and Tutu. I didn't realize that. It's just them both like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. they're great NFL names. Tutu and Puka. And they, they've done a great job. Uh, Puka, it's funny because it felt like this was the game where he disappeared. He still had like 75 receptions or receiving yards and six receptions, I think. It was something like that. He's averaging almost 10 yards per catch, yeah. which is almost which is a first down per catch it's, right now, which is uh, unreal. The Rams look fine. It's They were able to beat a good team. So I think that the Bengals were just having the slowest start to any Super Bowl contending team in the history of the NFL. Yeah, and they always start out slow. Even last year, like we mentioned, yeah. they start and two, but this year feels different. I think, like you said, the defense really was the key factor and the highlight of this team win. And I think Shabashi. Two interceptions. Yeah, but I think those yards wouldn't have came if they didn't get pressures and get the Rams' offense off the field. Maybe. Enough. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But those are the Monday night games. Uh, you want to go to the fun day night game? Yeah, let's go to them. I don't even think it was a night game, but it was a fun game. Yeah. 90 points scored in total. Good grief. Almost all of them scored by the Dolphins. Yeah, 70-point game. I think it's the fourth time in NFL history that a team scored 70 points. And you know what's really crazy? They had a chance to tie for the record yeah. with a field goal, and they decided to was to beat the record. I thought it was, it was 73. Oh, it was 73? Yeah. It was 73? Yeah. Seven, there was a 72-pointer and I think a 73-pointer, so they had a chance to tie the record for most points. Yeah. And I found it funny that Mike McDaniels didn't take the field goal against his favorite team that he grew up against, grew up with. I mean... How is this the game of the week when they win by 50? Oh, my God, it was fun. They were, I think, nine yards off of tying for the most yards in a game, too. I think you're right. Because I think they had 726 total yards, and I think the record's 735. Coincidentally, we just spoke of them, the Rams, in, like, 1951. So it was a long time ago, but... Different type of football back then. Yeah, you're not putting up that many yards, usually. This was a Madden game. This is yeah. the see in Madden where a team just goes off an ultimate team and scores 70 points. And the first half, Tua was 19 for 19, I think, or something like that. He didn't miss a pass the first half. Pretty average for him this year. Right. I mean, he's definitely MVP favorite this year. I'm glad we put him as a dark horse. Yeah. Yeah, because we just kind of, for, like I said, we kind of forgot until the season started. And we thought, oh, Tua could be an MVP candidate again. Yeah. And I like my Tyree Kill Offensive Player of the Year pick right now. He looks unguardable. I know we talked about Justin Jefferson being the number one wide receiver, and likely so he is, yeah. I think, the number one. I agree. Harry Kill, his speed puts him at a whole other elite category. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Sertan is arguably the best corner in the league right now, and against him, Hill caught four or five catches for 99 yards and a touchdown, and he shadowed him almost 70% of the game. That's the best DB in the league. And he took him to church. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's got him praying about something. Yeah. Praying that he doesn't have to see him again. But yeah. He won't be seeing them again because they ain't making the playoffs. Yeah, they're on three. The thing is, though, with the Broncos, and um, I think the Broncos can maybe not hold their heads up because they're definitely having flashbacks of that game still and just need to play another game to forget about it. Wilson, I think, and I know a lot of people are going to guffaw at this, looks better than he did last year. He does not look as good as he did with the Seahawks a few years ago. I agree. He's definitely he looks better. a lot better than this. And that being said, too, Cortland Sutton, I know that there's like a connection starting to form, but he fumbled the ball twice. So there's turnovers there. On top of that, they had the Broncos had two touchdowns wiped away by penalties. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, they actually only scored 13 points on offense because seven points was a punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, true. But the, these guys are like finding ways to like manage to get points. I know that the other team scored 70. You're not going to see that again. It's one of those teams where Sean Payne's just going to burn the film. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to watch from this game. I mean, it's it's not a very good or exciting team, but like yeah. at least Sean Payton has changed, you know, the Broncos let's ride culture to all right, let's actually like just some, give up a hundred points on defense every week. Yeah, but like let's maybe also play some football and give us some hope. This is the first week I feel like the Broncos could have hope despite losing by fifty because Russell Wilson actually like is showing consistent like oh I know how to play football. I was in MVP conversations and a Hall of Fame discussion like two years ago. Please, God, don't forget me. And if, he's, if he just keeps making these steps and the progressions to be this quarterback that he seems to be down the route of, Denver's not going to be the worst team in the NFL at the end of the year, which isn't saying a lot, but... There's other teams that are worse than yeah. Denver, ironically. Yeah, you, yeah there's a lot of quarterbacks that are worse than Russell. Oh, yeah. Russell has changed. He's not back to what he was in the Seahawks, like you said, but he's gotten better. Oh, yeah. Big thing on the Denver Broncos are, I mean, the worse they do, the better it helps the Saints because they gave their first and second overall picks to them for the first two rounds of the trade for Sean Payton. So yeah, I if you're a Saints fan... You're looking forward to the Broncos sucking because that's a top five pick for them. Makes me sad Aaron Rodgers got hurt even more because we could have had a first round and now it's a second round pick. Yep. But speaking of bad teams, though, do you want to talk about the worst team in the NFL? Is that the Jets or the Bears? It's the Bears. Okay, we'll go with Bears Chiefs. The, well, you know. The Jets have a win, and they did it mostly without Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. Okay, yeah, let's go Bears Chiefs. Uh, there was, you know. You want to talk about your thing? Oh, God, yeah. Kind of a boring game, really, because the Chiefs went in, and they just steamrolled the Bears. Be they careful who you say that to, okay? You're going to want to get insulted by people. All the new NFL fans coming. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, Taylor was in the house, and Fox, and everybody's, everybody and Kelsey's mother could not get enough of it. How'd Kelsey do that game? You know, he uh, caught 69 yards and a touchdown. 69 yards? Yeah. And a touchdown? Yeah. So he scored twice is what you're saying. <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> Since he was walking out with Taylor at the end of the game. Yeah. And, you know, they won. They yeah. had the Bears. I hope they lower down that kind of talk i'm not trying to sound like an old man or something but you know after a certain point it's great that they're in a relationship but let's get back to football please the bears are a really good team swifties know that so that's a really season's over yeah it was a super bowl season's over i was gonna say that was a really good team i don't want to see what a really bad team is for the bears <laughs> justin's field didn't even throw for 100 yards that's pathetic yep he, he ah. no words yeah. No, it's... Yeah. Tang. I think at this point, 
you got to start him to keep it. I don't even know if you can keep starting him for his confidence at this point because it's got to be at an all-time low. This is the most overhyped team, too, I've ever heard. Oh, Because they were getting, I was listening to just a bunch of people talk about how this team was going to win 10 games, compete for the NFC. This was going to be an MVP. Yeah, discussion. Like, And again, we said, and this is the last time we're going to talk about it, too. Because it's happened three times, and now I don't think we need to say anymore. Yeah, we're being the drum and the horse yeah. Justin Fields at this point. I hope he can turn it around. We're not trying to kill him or anything, but... I'm a Bears hater. I hope it gets worse. Well, <laughs> I'm not trying to kill him or anything. I I'm not the guy to kill him. I want him to stay the Bears quarterback forever. That's because you're a Packers fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he has potential, but I think... He doesn't know how to throw, and that's the issue. So you're not showing any development from year to year or even game to game. His throwing is getting actually worse in some cases, and that's after getting DJ Moore. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Like, if they didn't have DJ Moore and they had the same weapons last year, mm-hmm. I would give them a little bit more of a pass. Because Daryl Moody and Chase Claypool and Cole Komet, those aren't big names. I'm sorry. They're not. But you get DJ Moore, who had three straight 1,000-yard receive, re- receiving years with quarterbacks like that the Panthers had? See if Darnold and Baker Mayfield mixed in there in a Cam Newton season where he was going downhill. Yeah, yeah. it's like those quarterbacks are less athletic and less talented than Justin Fields, or that's what we thought. So we expected Fields to at least have a little bit more of an improvement. We're not talking like, you know, Geno Smith level improvement or anything, but just a little bit. Yeah. Are you excited for the uh, game of the year next week, though, between the Bears and the Broncos? Oh, God. That's like the toilet bowl game. I'm so excited. If you have a fantasy team that week, just start Javante Williams probably. Playing against him this week. Yeah, you're playing against me in fantasy. Oh, you yeah. have him too? Okay. Oh, that's sad. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm starting him this week, folks, though, because my other team players are stacked. That's fair, and uh, I care about the team where I usually compete for a championship. Oddly enough, it's not the money league. I don't know why I don't care about the money league as much as I care about my regular competitive one. That is funny. But uh, let's move to another great game, I thought. You know, my Steelers-Raiders, the Sunday night game. I want to talk about them just for a little bit because the offense looked a little bit better. You're going to think every Steeler game is great. <laughs> no, nah, really. Every game we win. Depends how we win. Didn't you almost throw that game away? That's because the refs gave it away. <laughs> they almost threw it. The roughing the passer call against Minka was not roughing the passer. Minka's a dog. He should have been thrown out of the game. I'm sorry, I had to look at him with the worst eyes ever. Don't wow. punch the glass. Don't punch the glass. Our stuff's going to hit the concrete, and then you're going to get hungry again. <laughs> God, no, I'm not going to do that. But no, overall, that game was, it was a great game for Kenny Pickett, I think. It was one of those confidence booster games, really, because the Raiders aren't good on offense or defense, really, mm-hmm. outside of Devontae Adams, which we'll get to in a second. The running game was a little bit better. They ran for 65 yards and 19 carries with Najee Harris, and I think Mike Tomlin made an effort to get the running game started first. Because the first two weeks, we did not run the ball very well, and we were terrible, because then Pickett's out there with this shitty offensive line. Being nice. <laughs> towards your offense, too, I think. I know. But I'm just saying that's what the problem is, the offensive line. I mean, if you can't get the play action with in that second half where Pickett started moving around in the pocket and playing off the bootleg, you really saw his athleticism and saw what he can do with a little time. It's still not good. It's not anywhere, including your running game. It's not good yet. The running game's got off. I'll be the first one to say that. But the offensive line is half the issue. Yeah, that's true. If you don't have a good offensive line... Najee Harris is catching a lot of shit for it. Yeah, which I think is... Somewhat unwarranted with how much he's getting. Well, you have to remember, he was a 20th overall. 
Yeah, he was good. And at the better year, it was his rookie year, though. That's also when we had a Hall of Fame court. Was that when you got Ben Hall with the Spurs? Still, like, the two probably Hall of Fame offensive linemen, too? No, just Marquise Pouncey was still there, yeah. Okay, so he's still, I mean, that's just... He's the Hall of Fame presence, yeah. yeah. It's not a lot of those. No. Uh, my opinion was, uh, just watching this game, it was really really easy to kind of see what was good and what was bad. And for me, the Steelers' offense is still not good. I don't think Kenny Pickett is going to make the progress that you want. I think he can be a starter, but, like, this slow start has got to have everyone, like, a little bit concerned. We're more concerned about Canada than in the offense a lot. Also, he's the worst coordinator and NFL coach in the league, and yeah. you guys should have fired him a year ago. They don't fire coaches. That's the problem. I will admit that Matt Canada is definitely part of the, He's got to be part of the issue. Oh, he definitely is. Yeah. And then on the other side of the ball, TJ mofoing Watt. He's the mission. Carrying this team through its slow offensive start. Yep. Had yep. another two-sack performance, baby. Yep. And you have other contributors. Alex I. Smith doing so, is some good job getting some pressures. Uh, Patrick Peterson getting an interception. He finally looked good. Yeah. I, I mean, he's the vet. First two games were really bad. For well, he's not a stud anymore, but he's just good. Yeah. You don't like to see him bad and all that stuff. And then last thing is, obviously, with uh, the Raiders, Devonta uh, Adams still looks like one of, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. Sadly, the quarterback does not match his ability. And Josh Jacobs looks like, I guess, he's slowly getting going, but he still needs to have a much better week against a mediocre, mediocre rush defense. Yeah. The Steelers need to figure out the rush defense, but Josh Jacobs should have had a better week against him. It was mostly Devontae Adams. It was a Devontae Adams show. Yeah. Jacoby Myers also had some really good catches, but yeah. a couple of facts on Devontae Adams. I didn't know this. He's got 13 touchdowns on Sunday night football games. That's the most inactive players. Uh, and he's also got a consecutive reception streak of 117. Games? Yeah. He's the active leader for receptions right now. For, uh, that I I didn't know it was that far, but I guess it makes sense when you had Aaron Rodgers for half your yeah, He's had conflicting lovers for his entire career with, obviously, his college quarterback and then Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, he, and we got Derek Carr as well last Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's it, it was it was a good game. I'm glad to see the Steelers won that because I think that was one of the games I picked for them to cover. Mm -hmm. But uh, speaking of the Steelers, you want to go into my team for a little bit? Yeah, let's go back to the real game of the week. Packers Saints. I think I texted you that game when you were down 17 nothing, saying Packers look to be in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. And uh, to be honest, it was kind of a slow game most of the game because the Saints offense is not that good. It got worse when Derek Carr left the game. Yeah, it got a lot worse. And he's out for maybe at least three or four weeks with a sprained AC joint. Yeah, uh, I'm just glad it's not serious. You hate to see quarterbacks go down with serious injuries, but uh, he is going to be out a few weeks, and that could hurt their playoff chances. The Packers, uh, you know, the first three quarters, you watch them, and they were moving the ball down the field. It was weird that Lafleur wasn't going for field goals uh, in the red zone. He would go for it on fourth down, so it could have been 6-9-17 or nine to 17 going into the fourth instead. I can't remember if it was two times or three times. I think it was twice he did that. But um, could have been something up with the kicker. Who knows? But they made a nice comeback. It feels good to see your first-year quarterback that, again, everyone was worried about. And you see him kind of making these little mistakes on clutch plays actually make a really nice fourth-quarter comeback. It felt reminiscent to the 2018 Bears-Packers Week 1 game where they were down 17 to nothing, Rodgers gets an injured leg, comes back in, and they end up winning and coming back. It felt similar to that. I'm not saying Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers, because that he is certainly not. But it just feels really good. 
especially when they show that stat at halftime too. And half the Packer fans in the freaking bar were rolling their eyes. I'm sitting there hoping it happens again, but you know, it's not very likely that that comeback's going to happen. Packers are surprising yeah. people, I think, really. Yeah. Because Jordan Love, everybody didn't know what they had in him since the few games he played last year. You were terrible. Yeah. They were not good at all. My biggest thing probably with the Packers, well, that game in general, is that the Saints actually blew it, not the Packers winning it, because they missed that last-minute field goal to win the game. I don't remember that at all. I think we won. We were the better team the whole game. <laughs> sure. It helps when your quarterback's out, too. That, oh, no, 100%. And they had no running back. I will also say this, though. Also, the running back played great, whose name is it's slipping my mind right now. But <laughs> Well, he was the backup to Jamal Williams. He, he, had a, he had a good game for the third, like, he was the third round back or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But the guy I want to highlight and the person who I think had the best game, uh, as much as the game ball probably went to Jordan Love, was Rashawn Gary. He came back from an ACL tear. Traverse came back, and he was on a snap count. He played 23 snaps. He got three sacks. Yeah, I do remember seeing that. Uh, that's Done. impressive. <laughs> Especially against a Saints offensive line that is not a If I'm giving out a defensive award for the week, I the only reason I'm giving it out to him is because he did that coming back from an ACL tip. That's not easy. That is insane. He had a, even if he played the whole game, that's an insane week for three sacks. But yeah. like, oh my gosh, what a freaking week. Yeah, so let's move to another great game. Mm. Vikings-Charters, the game that had no defense, where both teams don't know what the word defense means. It hit apparently. the freaking under. Didn't even hit the over. Yeah, that's wild. If you would have told me that, I wish I bet under on the under then, because I would have won a lot of money, because no one else would have thought of that. I, I wonder, if, I don't know, if you're betting against everybody else, maybe, but yeah, it's... Yeah, the, the odds would be in my favor. Yeah, exactly. It, it was an interesting game. Uh, somehow in fitting fashion, the Vikings are, of course, the team that isn't able to take advantage of this Chargers curse that is still trying to work its weekly magic. It tried to work it this week, too. It almost failed on them again, actually. Yeah, the Vikings had, in the last three minutes, two red zone drives mm -hmm. and failed both times. Yeah. it's So the Chargers were trying to give them the game, and the Vikings wanted it. Apparently not at all. Nope. They were just teasing it every time. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Vikings, we both thought they were going to make a serious playoff push this year because that team on offense looked good. Yeah, and it does look good. But the defense was our issue when we talked about them earlier. Biggest thing is now with them being 0-3, they have like an 11% chance to make the playoffs. It's happened. The Packers... Did they make it or the last time it was like one percent? The last team to do it was the twenty eighteen Texans, which is Sean Watson when they start zero and three. Did they really start zero and three? Yeah, that team was a good team. Though. That was a good team. The other thing with that game is Keenan Allen. Yeah, he's a top five wide receiver, and he's also a better quarterback because Allen's not top five. But <laughs> well, the, the, well, it was funny because at the time when Keenan Allen made that fifty yard pass, he had more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins. As a quarterback, throwing the ball. That's funny. Yeah, I, because Kirk Cousins is on my team along with Keenan Allen, and I saw them saying, how the heck does that even correlate? Didn't it, at the end of the day, they both had the same amount of points. Yeah, I, I think that without a doubt, he's a top 10 wide receiver for me, and I think like people have been questioning over the past few years, if not longer than that, where is this super talented wide receiver that is clearly talented, he's but not putting up top 10 production? Well, even when he is healthy, he doesn't necessarily kind of put up like this level of play. Fair. And he's he's 31, and he's looking like this, so that's good. It, we're seeing at least a little bit of it. We've seen flashes throughout his career. Yeah. 
But he's never had a quarterback like Herbert either. Herbert looks good, man. He, he and Gua are going to be playing for MVP considerations. The only problem is Herbert's team is one and two. And part of that is his fault because of the fact they've had chances to win those games. Yeah. Yet they've lost, and they also lost the Dolphins themselves. Yeah. So one little stat I want to point out before we move on. Yeah. Is um the Vikings have like switched it up. They were eleven and zero last year in one score games. You know what they are this year? Oh, and three. Yeah, all three in one score games. That's the NFL parody in a nutshell. Oh, I know. It's fa- it's fantastic. I love watching football. Well, talking about a team that can't score either. Or can't win the close games. Let's bring up the Cowboys and Cardinals. I don't even know if that game was close. The Cowboys well, sucked. I don't want to say close, but this is a game where the Cowboys couldn't score. Yeah, that's true. They all a huge red zone issue right now where they are three for nine in touchdowns in the red zone in the last two games. And that's a huge concern. Because you're not going to win games if you're hitting field goals. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. You got to score points. Well, we'll talk about a field goal team later, so you can't necessarily say that. Yeah. But I agree. You need to be scoring points more often in the groups of sixes than threes. And this team is talented on offense. I mean, say what you want about Dak, but CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup, those are great red zone weapons. And I think you mentioned this before that we started recording, is the big issue might be between Dak and Mike McCarthy's play calls. Yeah. It, this experiment of Mike McCarthy calling the offensive plays needs to be over, and it's only been two weeks. But we have seen this song and dance for multiple years in Green Bay, and it never panned out, it never worked, and he had Aaron frickin' Rodgers as his quarterback. I don't care that it's been two weeks. Let your offensive coordinator call the plays, because Mike McCarthy is not going to help this high-flying offense that put up 40 points week one. But they put up 40 points without Dak throwing a touchdown. Well, the defense also helps. That's what I'm saying. But they got in the end zone. Yeah, but they're relying on the defense way too much getting turnovers. That's true, too. And that might also be more of a Mike McCarthy issue as well. You're not going to score points, and you need your defense's help to score. It's the same thing with Pittsburgh, really. Yeah. And New York Jets, where you've got three top-flight defenses, but you still need plays from your quarterback or your running game, something to keep the ball on your side of the field so you're not throwing that defense out there every five seconds and gassing them out. Well, it also doesn't help. It seems like the Cowboys' rushing defense is ass. Yeah, it's not. They do. It's it's carried over from last year. The cards just dropped 222 rushing yards. That's ridiculous. James defense look great in this game. Yeah, he's he's a very good running back, and I think we just kind of like. I mean, he, obviously he goes underneath the radar, but and I think you said it too. He does kind of look like. The James Conner of when he was on the Steelers. That first year. He's very effective right now. Yeah. And he's definitely putting in work for this Cardinals team. The fact they're two and one is amazing. The team that we figured would not win more than like four games is already halfway there. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be three and oh if they beat the Giants. Yeah, that's that would isn't really surprising that this team that's three and oh, and don't forget they've got two top ten first round picks next year too. God. They could easily change this franchise around. I'm still not afraid of this team. Oh, no, no one is. I mean, this team is an enigma. Yeah. I mean, I guess the high point is after, despite all the Cowboys' penalties and the poor rush defense and the bad offensive play. They still had a chance to win. Well, Mike Parsons, that's still good. Well, Micah Parsons, you got Dex, uh, you got Lawrence there, you've got yeah. Stephon Gilmore. Losing Trayvon Diggs, that's going to hurt them. Yeah. Because now you've got to have, Stephon Gilmore is like 32, 33, I think. So he's a 30, might be 34. Yeah, he's up there in age. So, I mean, he can still keep up with the best of them, but 
you had a one-two punch at corner that made it easier for the pass rush to get to the quarterback. Now you can't really do that as much because the safety's got to help in more. Yeah, no, it's I don't know. I, I, we were talking like last year, like this team could make a Super Bowl run if the offense figures it out and this defense stays sturdy. And the Cardinals read them like a book. The Cardinals read America's team and one of the most legendary franchises in the NFL like a book. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about a good. Real Super Bowl contender? I don't want to talk about the Cowboys anymore. Yeah, that's all. The Bills are good. Bills are a weird team. They're they're winning explosively like they should. But these are the teams they're supposed to destroy, so that's why I don't think I don't really see them that high right now because they lost the Jets, which is like a top three defense, and they lost them in overtime after they had a chance to win the game. Yeah. They gave up the punt return. And then last week they played the Commanders... No, it was this week. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, now it's last. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, last week they played the Commanders, and the week before that they played the Raiders. Both two teams can't run the ball at all. Hey, that offense has been working. Like, hey, this is what Not I thought. Not this week. No, this, this is what I thought was weird, was the first two weeks, Eric Bieniemy had that offense running. They were 2-0. And everyone wrote this team off as a bottom of the division team. And they played the Broncos week two. It's still a win. And they played the cards too, I know, but the cards are two and one and they just beat the Cowboys. That's <laughs> a weird year. It's normal for the NFL. But no, the Eric Bieniemy has turned this offense into a well working machine. And the Bills came in and said, no, our defense is good again. And we're going to show up this week. And also, so is our offense. And then they won 37 to three. And their offense looks really good. James Cook is probably the best running back they've had since Shady McCoy. I agree there. Shady, yeah. James Cook has looked a lot better this year than last year. So he wasn't really the starter last year. No, he wasn't, but they also didn't run the ball at all last year. They were like one of the worst rushing teams last year and this year. You don't think they knew what they had. That's fair. Well, they didn't know what they had in Devin Singletary either. And at that time, Adrian Peterson was literally saying to everyone that Singletary was the guy. And he put up numbers to be a number one running back, and then the following year they go after him to get Cook. I think Cook's better than Singletary. Right now I think so too, but I think it also shows how much— uh, I, I've never—I don't think anyone's really made any glowing endorsement outside well, think... of Adrian Peterson for Devin Singletary. When Frank Gore, it was both those two guys that said it. Because they were playing against each other, and Peterson was telling Gore to, like, look at this kid. Like, this is the real deal. Part of me wants to say that is also because back then, Singletary was on the Bills before they had Josh Allen. Oh. Uh. And Josh Allen's first two years weren't very good. And when that was occurring, they were still running the ball on where they really focused on defense and running. Yeah. Before Josh Allen matured into what he is now. And now that he can throw the ball and he is an active runner himself, that's going to help the running game a little bit. I just, I'm stuck on two running backs talking about how good Devin Singletary is. I can't take that much stock in the what players say. Didn't, like, Peyton Manning say someone was really good, too, as a coach or a player, and then he turned into a bust as well? I can't remember. I, I can't remember been. either, but I feel like that's the case. I just can't listen to what people say when they when the players talk about other players. It's almost like a red flag to stay away from them at this point. That's a fair statement. Depends on the players. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It depends on who's saying what and who they're saying it about. Yeah. I mean, but ultimately, I think the Bills just came to play. I think the Bills hopefully will continue to come to play for their sake. Big game next week against the Dolphins, man. Oh, it is. That's the game of the week. It is game of the week. Outside of the Bears and the Broncos, that's the game of the week. Okay, you know what? You and your grandpa outfit need to stop saying the Bears and the Broncos is the game of the week. I can't wait to eat my concrete after this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, well, 
Let's move to another fun game. We'll do Falcons-Lions. Falcons-Lions is decent. Yeah. yeah, that was a great game, I thought. It was a game the Lions had to win after losing the way they did against the Seahawks. You had to do something to kind of show that week one win against the Chiefs was not an aberration or was not out of the norm. Mm. And I think the defense finally came into life. Because before those two weeks, the defense was got off. Yeah, the defense looked good. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson finally had some sacks. He had two sacks. They're getting some pass rush there. And I don't think we're saying enough about Jared Goff. He looks better with the Lions than he did with the Ramps. You're late to that show, man. Everyone's well, done that. I'm late it. to it, but I think it's more consistent is what I'm getting at. Because even last year, people thought of it, but they weren't giving him the respect as they're giving him this year. I feel like you're thinking of fantasy because no one drafted him in our league. And I thought, like, I, I really thought he was going to be, like, I thought he found a place. I think a lot of people thought he found a place. Maybe there was a big portion of people that were questioning whether or not he was going to sustain it. He hasn't regressed is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Not that he didn't he didn't have that ability because he was a first-round pick. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was first overall. Yeah, yeah. the first overall because Carson Wentz went after him right. in that draft. And I think they've got great weapons around him because they're surrounding him with talent. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown. They've got Jason. Porta looks great. Yeah. Yeah, I know you like him. You were oh, I, him. I was high on him before. I mean, we didn't get to do a preseason episode, but... I was telling you, dude, this is the tight end to watch because I think he's really going to connect with Jared Goff right away. Yes, he and Hawkinson got together right away, too, if you remember. Yeah. I always thought he was better than Kincaid as of right now. I mean, Kincaid could still maybe take it over because Kincaid had the better college resume than Laporta. Early reaction, though. I mean, you're right. Laporta looks good. Yeah. He's also got no talent against him. He's the only tight end. That's true. And then, Kincaid's still got Dawson Knox working with him, and I know they're getting equal number of snaps, but not when you're the only... Locker, but that's... Well, that's what I'm saying. They're there. there. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When you're the only tight end in the system, you're going to get a lot more... Look. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more touches. And his route running, is, I think, is what surprised yeah. me the most. Well, this team also has, like, you... I, sorry, I didn't let you finish there. I kind of cut you off. Oh, there you go. Yeah. David, look, I just know you like Sam Laporta. Yeah. I don't want to hear you talk about him. Yeah. Yeah, I like seeing you like football players. I know. It's the love of his life. He, he secretly hates the Steelers. He actually likes players more on other teams than he... Not true. Envious. Not true. Of these players. No, but David Montgomery is good. He's looked good for the first couple of games that he played. Obviously, he missed this game. Yeah. But they still won by two scores. Granted, it was a late. It was close until the end. Jameer Gibbs looks like he could be explosive. It's early, and I'm not going to say he looks great yet, but... He finally had a lot of carries. He ended this game with 19 carries, 80 yards. Yeah. I think that was the bigger thing to see if he could actually sustain a game with more than seven carries. Yeah. I think he's an X factor. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Darren Sproul kind of character. He reminds me of DeAndre Swift. She's yeah. DeAndre Swift's better. But, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But he, I think um, Jameer Gibbs is going to be that, oh, I can run and I'm going to catch it guy. And that's what DeAndre Swift was coming in. Well, they got him at a discount because I guess they didn't want to. They didn't know how DeAndre Swift was going to stay healthy because he's had injury concerns the last couple of years. Yeah. And Gibbs had a great season in Alabama, so they figured, well, let's just use the first round pick. I was still shocked they took him first first round because no one saw that. No, I didn't expect that too. Yeah. Um, but it was a good game. Switch to the Falcons a little bit. Yeah. Um, we mentioned this last week where we kind of said that. The Falcons are only going to be as good as Ritter takes them. If he does not play great or does not have a little bit better of an average game, 
they're not going to win games. The defense is good, better than last year. They've got great weapons around him to make Ritter good, but I don't know. He doesn't look like he is a true quarterback, and I don't know what the word is for a true quarterback, but I don't see it when I see him play. So I don't think the Falcons have anything to hang their head because, like you said, their defense is improved. I would argue vastly improved. Oh, yeah. Um, It's been money. Yeah. And this offense, this game, it, it... just didn't feel like things were coming together plays weren't working the way they wanted them to i don't know if it's a ritter thing i think that also game scripting yeah game script they are the number one running team in the league and if you're behind but if you're behind two scores like they were early you can't run the ball anymore were they down two scores or i thought it was a one score game for most of the time maybe it was but even so it didn't it felt like a two score lead yeah no i did did the entire game yeah Yeah. i think it was 14 to or it was like 12 13 to 6 or something closing into the uh last seconds of the game but see what i think needs to happen i think a game like this needed to happen for the falcons where they didn't lean so heavily on their run i mean ritter didn't throw picks it was just the plays weren't coming together and so i think that if he can make that next step this might be a step in the right direction if he can make that one step all of a sudden, we're looking at the Falcons. Saints are missing Derek Carr. All they got to really compete with is the Bucks, and I think the big question is just how long the Panthers are going to last. Panthers aren't going to freaking compete for the division. They're zero and three right now, which doesn't help their case. But I mean, yeah, Ritter just needs to keep making steps in the right direction. Will he do them? Probably not. But but seeing no turnovers and having it feel like Ritter played bad to Ritter just couldn't get it going the way he should have i think is better if that makes sense it does make sense and just to go over the stat line real quick in the first half they were down 13-6 then the foul the line scored that extra touchdown making 26 yeah but yeah if you're down thir- two scores on a team that runs the ball as much as they have it's a little harder to win games then because you're beating the clock is against you already and if you run so much you're hurting yourself unless you get gashes of like 10 to 15 yards per carry i just think it's a game the falcons need it just to see some progress by ritter yeah i mean 200 yards and a 56 percent completion percentage isn't much to sneeze about but no picks no yeah and it, it like i said i thought it felt more so like plays just weren't coming together versus he didn't look good yeah no i don't think he didn't look good but i don't think he's going to be the quarterback of the future for this team i think he's kind of a bridge quarterback that's fair. Yeah. I think that's a correct assessment. Yep. I just have hopes for him, I guess. I know, yeah. Until we- he starts being good, and then I want him to leave and you get out. <laughs> you just don't want anybody to challenge your Exactly. Well, speaking of bridge quarterbacks, let's go to, yeah, Colts Ravens. Thank you. Who's the bridge quarterback there? Oh, Mindy. Yeah, this for the Colts. Yeah. It's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. Lamar Jackson's a bridge quarterback for the next five, ten years. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not a right take to say. As a Bears fan, I got to respect Lamar Jackson. Well, listen, when it comes to this game, there's two players of the game of this one. Um, I want to talk about Zach Moss first. Zach Moss looked outstanding. He looked so good running and catching the ball. He made this offense move for the Colts. So speaking of that, what's going on with Jonathan Taylor then? Do you think if Zach Moss keeps playing at this level, Taylor's still got to miss one more game before he's even able to get off the pup list? Right. So he's still on the pup list. He's still on the pup list for the first four games, the physically unable to play list. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be on the Colts. I think he's going to get traded before he even puts that jersey back on. So I actually, I heard a rumor 
I just looked it up too, just to see if it was still around. And it is still true. And I don't like it. Actually, I do like it because he went to Wisconsin. Uh, but I just like the Packers running backs. I'm not joking. The Packers have been vying at, at what to do to trade for Taylor for weeks. And yeah, an hour ago, uh, seems like the price is coming down for uh, Jonathan Taylor. Sure it is. I don't think the Dolphins are going to get him anymore. I don't think so. Mostert. Granted, health is an issue for both those two, especially Mostert. The chain is like five foot eight. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor would probably make them a Super Bowl contender right away, though. But I don't know if you want to give up the draft. I don't know if they want to change what they are. The draft capital might be too much to give up. That's true, too. Yeah, they could be a long-term... They don't move the Dolphins, that team I've been waiting for. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bill's team is the other one I'm thinking of. I think he might go to the Bills. So uh, it seems like the Packers have the most talk. Uh, I could see the Bills, but James Cook looks really good. I don't know if they want to change that too. Whereas the Packers, they're not a Super Bowl contender. Aaron Jones. You really want to give up your draft? Get in a little one or two. But like, and I don't want to give up Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon either, but like we're going to have to pay A.J. Dillon soon. Would you rather pay A.J. Dillon or Jonathan Taylor on a discount? And you're not paying Jonathan Taylor on a discount. Whatever team he goes to, he's going to ask for a big buck. Probably. Very close to $20 million, a little bit more than what CMC makes, because CMC makes like $18 million a year. Derek Arnier makes 16 He wants to hit both. He's younger than both of them, and I think he's equally as talented as those two. So he should be getting an $18 to $19 million deal. Well, he went to Wisconsin for undergrad. So that I'm hoping will convince him to not bankrupt us. Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore. He's going to... And it's nearly a signing year for Jordan Love, and if Jordan Love's not a superstar, we're not going to be paying him $35 million a year. Thank goodness. It's hard to say, but anyway, going back to... Get the... back to that game, yeah. but we digressed a little too much. We'll talk more about that during the trade deadline. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yes. Uh, but Zach Moss, I think he was the player of the game. He was the best pass catcher and the best running back for the Colts. And he really made that offense move. And then the other player of the game was uh, Mac Yeah. Oh, yeah, 550 yards. Yeah, no, he beautiful to that. That's impressive. Justin Tucker, man, what was he doing? I think he had three or something. Only three? Come on, JT, you're better than that. Yeah, that, that was, if you like defense, that was one of those games that were great for that. I think the Ravens' injuries are starting to really affect their game playing. Yeah. Game playing a little bit. You they expected to have this great offense with all these wide receivers, and it's the same old show every year. Because Edwards out, J.K. Dobbins is out. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins, that, that hurts him. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, these injuries are racking up, and you're if you have to have injuries, it's better to have them early on in the season. Yeah, well, the thing is, is uh, I don't know how much of the game you ended up watching, but a lot of... Well, yes, at the end of the game, I yeah. said at the beginning. But the, uh, it was a lot of miscues. The Ravens were still in a position to win this game. Oh, yeah, I think... Did they go to overtime? No, I think it was in regulation. If okay. I, I might have not watched the end of it. I watched the most of the main part of the game. It was uh, it was a lot of miscues and mistakes and just mental errors. So the Ravens very easily could have won this game in regulation. They did go to overtime. It did? Yep. I, I was going to say, I thought I saw the end of the game, and they that's when they hit the fifth field goal. I think I was busy watching other games. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I, I turned, turned it on there when right then, but no, uh, outside that. The Ravens, though, I mean, despite all the injuries, despite all of that, they were still in a position to win. That's because they have Lamar Jackson. One thing of note, though, regarding Lamar Jackson, I don't know if this will be taken as a negative or a positive. Personally, I take it more as a positive. So I'm watching him throw, and there's not a lot of zip behind the ball. It's going pretty slow. There's not a lot of velocity there. 
but his accuracy looks better than it has in past years. And if he gets rid of the mistakes, the Ravens are a good team, and they're going to beat Colts teams, Colts caliber teams, very easily. Because again, if you take away the miscues and you prevent turnovers and mistakes, the Ravens are winning this game, even with all the injuries. Yeah, I'm like looking at their wide receivers that played. Zay Flowers yeah. was the leading receiver with eight receptions for 48 yards. Zay Flowers is good. He's good, but he's maybe like a top 30 wide receiver in the league. Top three. I'd say that right now. That's a top 30. But yeah. Well, he's performing like a top 30. Yeah. I mean, Nelson Aguilar, I forgot he was still in the league, at four catches for 39 yards. And then Mark Andrews, four catches for 35. He's still there. Yeah, but Mark Andrews is notably a top five tight end in the league, top three. So they still have weapons, too. But it doesn't feel like they're really using all these guys that much. I mean, Rashad Bateman had one catch for six yards, and this guy was supposed to be, you know, one of their big first-round talents. And it just shows that the Ravens, out of all the places they draft really well, yeah. wide receivers that one spot they have never been able to hit on. You? That's true. And it I... does hurt them because in a passing league now, I don't think you're going to win games against the higher-caliber teams if your quarterback's only thrown for 200 yards and rushing for 100. That's true. I just, I, I don't think Rashad Bateman has been the guy. I think he needs to be the wide receiver two on that team. And Nelson Aguilar is on it now. I think Zay Flowers is the wide receiver one. After Odell, when Odell comes back. Rashad Bateman might just slowly fall down the depth chart then, but who knows what's going to happen. Bateman looked good last year before he had that foot injury. He did nickel Lenrick. I've just never loved him. I like I like the Zay Flowers guy. Zay Flowers might be solid. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Lamar... He's playing better, like throwing better. And again, like the first two games, it felt like he was really carrying this team. They, I, I know what you mean. They look mediocre, but like they can be a good team. Yeah. They, this is the kind of game the Ravens would like to win. Yes. Like I think them losing this was an upset. 100%. Like they did not expect to lose this game to the Colts. Yes, Minshew was playing. It wasn't Anthony Richardson. There's no Jonathan Taylor there. This would, should have been a game the Ravens win, and I think at the end of the season, if they don't make the playoffs, this is going to be one of those games where they're going to look back and say we screwed up. I agree. And then I want to talk about one more game before we talk about next week. Well, I got uh, There's a couple more games. Oh, you got it. Yeah, no, no, you go ahead. Which game do you want to talk Jackson about? Jackson and Houston? Oh, yeah. That was Jackson. I am still certain on Jacksonville. I'm riding the Jacksonville train till you know, the end of the season. I think this is a good team. This all high-quality NFL team that can make the playoffs and make some noise. But they got to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Like, they're just bad in the red zone. They're making bad plays. You know, I talk about third-down conversions a lot. And it's wild that they rank so low in conversions, yet they have the lowest yards per attempt. Like, when they're in a third-down situation... Their average is 5.7 yards. Yeah. Teams would kill for that average because third and fives, third and fours, you're going to convert those if you've got a decent offense. And this team isn't doing that right now. They are getting these situations and then they're either, they're just not, they're getting into fourth and long sometimes because they're going backwards. And this is a team that has Calvin Riley, Travis Etienne. You expect there to be more. Okay. Kirk. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. We expected this offense to really take that next step, and in certain games they have. Yeah. But then against the Chiefs, they failed in the red zone four times. And in this game, they didn't even score any points into the second half, I think. I think they were shut out the first half. Yeah, for me, I feel like this game kind of has answered some of the worries that I had with the Jags. I wanted them to be good, and I thought that they had the potential to be good, and I still think they do. 
but I don't know. It just, it struggles against teams that it should probably be beating. And I don't want to rip on this team too much because, again, it's not like they've performed poorly. But I hearken back to the takes where Trevor Lawrence was touted as this definite number one overall superstar. And I never saw that. And we're not seeing that right now. He's not like Peyton Manning. He's not like Andrew Luck. Joe Burrow deserved this talk more than him, which I believe I said when he came into the league. He was one of the few guys that I, I don't like rookie quarterbacks a lot of the time right away as they come in. Joe Burrow, I was like, I would have 100% drafted him number one overall. The dude's a stud. Trevor Lawrence, come on, pick it up. You're supposed to be leading this team to 12 wins. Yeah. That's the expectation. They threw that last year when they went on a 7-2 run. Yeah. And this year, this game, he didn't play bad. They, he was 27 of 40 for 280 yards with a touchdown interception. Those numbers aren't bad. You would probably want the passing numbers to be a little lower, but Etienne still had 19 carries, 88 yards as well. Yeah, no, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of those weird games where I think the defense let him out, and the Jags well, couldn't get it. like they, all around. They couldn't get the ball rolling at yeah. the beginning, and the Texans with C.J. Stroud did not miss a beat. Yeah, he's the better quarterback right now. I know that's a, a lot. That's a hot take. He was the better quarterback on the field. He threw for 280 as well, two touchdowns, no interceptions, but he only threw the ball 20 of 30. Yeah. Which is where you probably want your rookie at. 66%? I'm happy if that's my pro. Exactly. That's, that's If my veteran's still on that, I'm content because he's not playing badly. No, he's actually... T- all yeah. passing yards in the lead right now. Yeah, he's fantastic. Ridiculously good right now. I mean, yeah, I, I have written down right here. I think he's better than a lot of NFL vet QBs. And I also uh, think that Tank Dell, who I mentioned early. Yeah. And like I said, I had my friend mention him early too. Yeah. I think it's time we consider him to be one of the three offensive rookie of the year threats. Oh, 100%. I think he's going to turn out to be that. I think he'll get like eight, 900 yards this season, especially in that division that sucks when they've got to play teams that are like the Jags one more time. I don't think the Jags are going to get swept by them, but then they also have to play against the Titans, which also are garbage this yeah. year. When you have CJ Stroud, when you have Tank Dell. And Nico Collins had a, a, not a very good game. He only had two catches. Yeah, but I mean, he's. I, I talked about this last night with a guy. Um, he likes Nico Collins, but he doesn't think he's a wide receiver one. I think he's a fine wide receiver too. Damian Pierce is a good running back. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a stud, but solid. Yeah, he's in the top twenty. I think they just have a solid guys. And their O line is positions. Yeah, and they're missing the number one pick in the draft for their cornerback mm-hmm. that they got last year. Yeah, who was actually supposed to be better than Sauce Gardner, but he hasn't had enough time to play. So, and Will Anderson's having a good rookie season. I mean, they used a lot of draft capital, and this team is still nowhere near as a good team. But it's one of the more better surprising teams that we expected. Yeah, oh, 100%. I didn't think this team was going to be bad by any... Let me take that back. I didn't think this team was going to be the bottom of the barrel. To be honest, I kind of thought that was going to be between the Bears and the Giants with how much hype they were getting. Five wins, though. Five or six, yeah. yeah. But I also think that it was one of those things where if they get that, it's far from a disappointing season. Like right now, this team has everything to hang their head up about. Like, they should wear that win proudly. Oh, 100%. Because they... Against a division opponent, too. I mean, that's going to help you at the end of the season. Now, 
at the end of the year, I don't think this team will make the playoffs, but if they do make the playoffs, that'll be a surprise to me. I don't think they'll make the playoffs either. I that think is... the Jaguars are going to own this division at the end of the year. Same. I am curious to see how the Colts do, because the Colts, with Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, there just seems to be things working for that team. But we'll talk about okay. that, yeah, like midway through the season. Yeah. I think we'll have a better picture mm-hmm. of what goes on. You had another game you want to talk about? Yeah, there might be one or two more. There's definitely one more. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll get yelled at if we don't talk about the Panthers-Seahawks game. Yeah. We can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that, that, um, well, here's the good news for the Panthers is you're only the second worst team in the league, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And then also, you were playing against 12 people the entire time because the Seahawks 12th man, uh, came out in full force, mm-hmm. resulting in eight Carolina false starts. That's crazy. On the Seahawks side of the ball, like, I think the home field advantage is back to being real there. And because sometimes, you know, they take years off. <laughs> same, th- same thing with Lambeau from time to time. They got some fanboy fans there. They do. We got no fine. It's one of those places, you know, it's a great sports city, though, with the Mariners, and um, they do care for their teams a lot. I hate the River City Bitch Pigeons. <laughs> Say it now. The Fail Mary in the 2014. You should have never been in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. Anyway, that is, <laughs> Kenneth Walker's a stud. He's the best player on that. Well, finish. saw it right away that this he carried the team last year when Rashad Penny had that season-ending neck injury, and he mm-hmm. came in. He stole the job, and he's got it. He's he's going to lead this team to and the playoffs. Chardonnay has a nice complimentary back. Mm-hmm. He's got a very similar quality Kenneth Walker where they both just like to go right at the defensive backs. Yeah. They like to bring their head down, shoulder hits, truck them. And this is sneakily one of the best offenses offenses in the NFL. I'm saying that thinking that Geno Smith is not as good as last year. Now, he's still good. He's not having the regression that maybe I was expecting him to have, but he isn't at the same level. That being said, he's still a good quarterback. DK Metcalf is there, too. Tyler Lockett's there. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, even though he's at a slow start of the season, makes for a nice little trio of wide receivers. Well, I think because they're winning in DK Metcalf and Tyler Walker, yeah, they two focal points and yeah. Walker's there, they can kind of slowly put him in the offense. Yeah. They're using him well. Yeah. I just am saying that, like, he maybe doesn't have to be the guy. I just think that statistically there's some regression there, but that's all I meant when I said there was regression. I don't think he's getting worse. Yeah. Because he's not getting worse. This team could be a playoff team. I think they are a playoff team. Well, the defense worries me a little bit. Yeah. That defense is not very good. No, it's not. That's true. I mean, that's where I'm kind of worrisome. If you're a good playoff team, you've got to be... You don't have to be amazing on defense, but you've got to have a defensive identity where you know you're good at at least one thing. Like the Chiefs, they've got Chris Jones. They are a pass-rushing team. They're going to try to get you guys into those fourth, third and fourth longs and sack the quarterback. Well, Steelers, great linebacker is going to rush, right? You need to have some kind of defensive identity to make a deep run. Well, I was going to say, so the news is that, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be this week or next week, but Jamal Adams is due to come back. I did hear that. That's yeah. going to change the defense. So that's why I'm thinking they're 
going to be a playoff team because I think he's going to come back. He's not going to maybe have this huge impact, but there will be an impact that's yeah. made. And the defense will be improved slightly, and I still think this team wins 10 games. Yeah, I don't say they're not going to be a playoff team because I think we both said they're a dark horse to make it in as a wild card team. Because I wouldn't say they're dark. Not I dark horse, but yeah, they're going to make it in, but yeah. I think they're going to make a lot of noise because that defense is the big one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I think, where we both had them. I think we both had them in as a wild card. Yeah, and they're going to lose a lot of games. They might not make it. It depends because if you keep up like 30 points a game, it's hard to win games that way. True. Teams have done it before, but also no one, no one's given up 30 points a game. Except maybe the Bears and the Broncos because of, you know. Yeah, they're in a different situation. They were only 20 shy of doing it in one game, but. I Let's hit the Panthers a little bit. Yeah. This was, well, I don't know what you want to say for Bryce Young fans because. Well, I, I'll tell you. Andy Dalton didn't look amazing. Just stick with Andy Dalton. I'm not going to say that. I think Bryce Young needs to get experience and he needs to be playing games, okay? And I think the ankle injury is the only reason I would keep him out. If he's not 100% healthy, don't start him. That's the only thing I'm going to say. If he's 90%, still don't start him. It's not worth it to your future and your team to have him playing at 90% right now. You need to wait. Here's here's why you don't start Bryce Young, in my opinion. Because there have been quarterbacks that if they started when they came in, they would be out of the league already. Josh Rosen, Rosen's a good example. Jordan Love's a good example. The opposite. Because let's be honest, if he came in and started instead of and Aaron Rodgers wasn't there and he started, Jordan Love would not be the starting quarterback of the Packers right now. And I, I say that with a lot of confidence. I know a lot of other people who've said it and I believe it. Bryce Young is in that boat. Eddie Dalton has started in the NFL for a lot of years and he's even led a team to the playoffs before. A few times. Just start Andy Dalton. Let him throw 50 times a game. no. Have some fun watching your crappy team play football because Adam Thielen actually looked decent for the first time in a year and a half. And it was like an exciting game. Well, this is score 37 to 27. You got points on the board. Now you actually have an offense to work around. Your defense is done because your two best defenders are out for the entire season. And it's just like, all right, like, what do we do? Well, J.C. Warren could probably come back. It's only a hamstring injury. He'll probably be back by week six or seven. I thought it was serious. As of now, he's on the IR because he has to be out for at least five or six. I thought, I, you're thinking of Shaq Thompson. No, I know Shaq Thompson's out. I thought J.C. Horn was also. No, it's just a hamstring injury that he's had a few times, so that's why they're probably being a little bit precocious. With really? Him. I don't know. I still say it doesn't even matter. He's not going to fix your defense. No. Start Andy Dalton the rest of the season. I'm not going to do that. Oh, I absolutely will. I do not think you should start Bryce at all. For the rest of the season, I think you let him grow behind a quarterback that's been in the NFL for 10 plus years and you figure it out next year when you can actually build around him because he they don't have a first round. Oh, look, good. That's okay. They can, they have to go for free and clean traffic. Yeah. My thing with that game was I don't think what surprised me was Andy Dalton under pressure, I think, where he threw for 200 yards. Yeah. And had a 109 passer rating. That kind of surprised me a little bit because I don't get why it surprised those people because he was well, again well, because that often the weapons didn't change mm -hmm. the same wide receivers were there with Bryce Young as they were with Andy Dalton but it just looked different when you see the wide receivers play with Dalton because they got a little bit more separation it felt like and I think some of that is because Dalton is more experienced and he's able to read the defenses more so he could see where the defense lie and where to kind of guide the receivers to which is why Bryce should sit and watch game film on how Andy Dalton does that instead of going out there and failing to do it for the rest of the year and nothing changes next year. But you could see game film of other great quarterbacks for the same thing. 
Yeah, but he's just going to be demoralized, and it's going to go downhill. Look what happened to Carson Wentz. It's happened too many times. He needs to sit behind him. He's not NFL-ready right now, and playing in more games isn't going to fix that. I think having him sit behind a quarterback is better, but that's me. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I know and I know they're going to put him back in, too, and he's going to be the starter. Well, he did come back to practice today, so right now they're eyeing him to start for Week 4, but I think it would be a mistake to start him unless he's 100% healthy. I think it's a mistake to say, well, absolutely what you said, too. Yeah. But I just think they should sit him until at the earliest later in the year. I mean, they didn't win this game either. If they beat the Seahawks, I think it would be a little bit different story. But the defense... They got points. They got points. They, got- they didn't have the most Ooh. points in the first three weeks this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. 361 yards and two touchdowns is so impressive yeah. from Dalton. That's like an old school Dalton game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think that wraps up week three. Yeah, I yeah. feel like there was more than 16 games this week, honestly. Felt like it. What's going on this next week? I know we talked about the Bills-Dolphins. That's my big game of the week. Uh, my other big game is Pats-Cowboys. That one could be interesting. The reason I like that game is because it's two defenses playing against each other, and... That's true. I'm, I've been slowly intrigued with the Patriots' defense the last couple weeks. They look good. Yeah, I mean, their offense looks... Look terrible against the Jets, but the Jets' defense also was incredible. Yeah, so I think that game was like 15-10, but after the Cowboys losing the Cardinals, I expect them to come in here and win against the Patriots handedly. But if they don't, and they still win, then you've got other conversations to be had with this team. The Patriots weren't supposed to do much, but with Bill Belichick, they're probably still going to finish the season 7-9 by the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. They're 7-10. 7-10, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm thinking before they added the extra game. I like the Browns-Ravens. That should be a good AFC North game. Yeah, I think that'll just be a fun game to watch. And then the Packers-Lions, I mean, again, we're talking about the Packers surprising everybody right now. I think that'll be a good interdivisional game as well. Uh, I think there's a lot more just readily fun games to watch. Obviously, the Dolphins-Bills. I cannot believe it's a 1 o'clock game. That's because they got the Chiefs-Jets on its Sunday night. Yeah. They expected Aaron Rodgers. Well, they expected Aaron Rodgers to be there in New York, so they wanted the Rodgers-Mahomes match. True, but why do they have the Seahawks, Jim? That's, all. That's because ESPN doesn't have good games. You know what? That's fair, and I actually kind of want to continue seeing that because I don't want ESPN to get good games. Yeah, they get flex rights this year. Fuck. And we'll talk about that later because I'm against flex games for Mondays and Thursdays. Me too. And um, two other games I want to talk about. Yeah, Steelers-Texans. Only because you're a Steeler fan, I know. Well, also because I want to see how C.J. Stroud does against a good defense. It's going to tear him up. I think T.J. Watt and Alex Smith might, you know. Steelers lose by 25 points. God, if that happens. 25 to nothing. I'm trying to think. Mike Tomlin's record against rookie quarterbacks is pretty damn good. Is it as good as uh, Bill Belichick's? I think they're right next to each other. I'm going to Google this real quick. Yeah. And then my other game, just for shits and giggles, oh, yeah. is the Jaguars-Falcons game. Because that's the London game. Uh-huh. But this week, Disney Plus is doing a special of that game where they're doing the entire game, but in Toy Story version. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I want to see that just for that. I don't want to see the actual game, but I want to watch it with the Toy Story characters when they kind of do that new... I don't know how they have it set up, but it's as if you're watching the regular game, but the Toy Story characters are on both sides. So I think that would be really cool. That would be really cool. So that's my only reason um to watch that game. Those those little theme games, I know that like people rip on like Nickelodeon games. I know, but like, don't get me wrong. The kids announcing it is the most annoying thing I've ever listened to in my entire life. But aspects of it, 
No, I say, I, oh, I see. Dude. Hassan was just showing me that uh, Mike Tomlin actually has a better record than Bill Belichick. Uh, his record is 22 and 4, and Mike Tomlin's is 21 and 6. Yeah. So, anyway, 25 to nothing, calling it now. No. So those are my games of the week. It's not many of them because I think this is one of those other weeks where there's some decent games, but... Oh, no, I think that this is a week where there are obvious good games that we need to watch and they are high, no Dutch higher above than everyone else. I'm yeah. sad that Derek Carr got hurt too because that would have been a game of the week with the way the Bucs are playing. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. The injuries this week have kind of limited, like, the plethora of what could have been great games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games that I'm going to watch, I mean, outside... Broncos-Bears had a morbid curiosity. I just... uh, I'm 100% watching it. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the Lions-Packers, obviously, tomorrow. I'm probably going to get hammered and watch that game. I actually think we're going to lose that game, but I want us to be competitive and play a full four quarters. I'm watching the Bills-Dolphins game. Raiders-Chargers is another game. I actually won't be watching that game. That's one game I don't care about. Two defenses that suck and two wide receivers that are in the top five conversation right now. I'm more so going to watch it for the memes and watching the defenses suck. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same reason why I would watch the Bears and Broncos. I would just rather watch the Bears and Broncos. That's going to be entertaining because both teams are going to... That's either going to be like a 40 to 45 game because both defenses suck or a 3 to 0 game. Have you seen the eventual brand skit? Not yet. Oh my god, he made a comment where um, they're ripping on the Bears for how bad they are, and the Broncos are in the corner with PTSD. Oh no, I did see that. Yes, because the... And they're like... They're like, alright, whichever one loses gets relegated. What if we tie? We kill you both. (laughs) Relegation. Would be interesting. I don't think it's a good idea, but when your team is like bad for 10 years straight, maybe it should be taken into consideration. But the other game, the, the one o'clock games that I'm going to watch are the Bills, Dolphins, and the Browns, Ravens. I will watch the Chiefs, Jets because it's a good defense versus a good offense. And, you know, it me being such a big Swift fan, that also means that I'm going to watch the Eagles game too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, honestly, the, the Sozy Swift matchup is going to be great. For oh my God. Yeah. He, he does such a good job of staying in front of him. Right. Him. But you gotta protect him. You gotta protect his man. Yeah. He gets behind him so well. <laughs> he takes it from behind incredibly well. No, I am going to watch that Chiefs Jets game a little bit just because that good defense versus that good offense. It'll be fun. Um, what what did, I know you had like a little bit of a thing you wanted to talk about this week. Yeah, well, I was thinking of I can't get the award name down yet. Yeah, but we want to make an award name for the crappiest teams in the NFL for a week. Oh yeah, I actually I put down a list of my worst teams right now. Yeah, but they are kind of the worst teams of the week. Yeah, so I got a worst thing. I can't think. We didn't get the name down right now, but uh, my award winner nominees would be the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Broncos. Yeah. And I kind of want to give it to Cowboys. I'm between the Cowboys and the Bears, and I don't know, I honest to God don't know if it's bias. <laughs> it might be, but... I got to give it to the Cowboys because that's the team, the Cardinals, they should have beat handedly. Yeah. The Bears, we knew they were going to get trounced by the Chiefs. The Broncos... But it just gets worse. <laughs> it does. The Broncos, you know, they lost the Dolphins by 50 points, but you don't expect them to lose by 50. You expect them maybe like 15 or 20. To lose by 50 is unheard of. So for me, I think the award for worst team showing is the Cowboys this week. Uh, I'm going to let my bias take over, I think, and give it to the Bears. I, I'm sure the Broncos probably deserve it more than anyone else, but leave them alone. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't give the Broncos. Yeah, they've I, done enough. Yeah, I, it's it's like feeling bad for the Lions. Like I, I leave them alone when they went zero and sixteen. Don't don't hate on them. But yeah, they they were all three of them were easily the worst teams. I, I've got a, a top five best and top five worst if you want to go over it. Yeah, let's go over it. I'm curious what you agree with and what you take away. I have two honor- one honorable mention for each. Okay. Which one do you want me to start with, the worst? Or the worst? Well, since I just mentioned the worst teams, let's really, Yeah, let's go with the worst teams again. So I got uh, two honorable mentions for this right now. It actually, actually only yes, one. I'm going to guess. I'm not looking okay. at your computer screen. There's not at least three indicators. There's one honorable mention. This is not in any order, though. Okay. I'm going to put the Bears, Broncos as two of your guys. Okay. Uh, Jets as one of them. Okay. That's three. Yeah. I'm going to say you have the Jaguars in that list. You're missing an 0-3 team. You know, I, you would think I would know all the 0-3 teams since there shouldn't be that many. Oh, um, Vikings? Actually, they're not on this list. I'll tell you that right I was going to say, I didn't think they would be that bad. Their defense was atrocious. But, but uh, you said five teams. You want to say one more? I don't think you put the Cardinals on them because they're 2-1. I didn't. Yeah, I was going to say they, they're not that bad. Uh, the Commanders. Put them on, you know, put them on. Them. Yeah, that's right. You got three of the six, you got two of the top five. Really? Okay, yeah, go with your list then. So, just missing it's the Jets. They're like the sixth worst right now. So, is that the vulnerable mention? Yeah, I want to give Zach Wilson another week, and it's just kind of like, all right, like, are they going to be any good? Number five is Giants. Hunter. Okay, I didn't think the Giants be as, you know, who they play this week? God, who knows? <laughs> Did we even talk about them? We didn't because that says everything right there. Well, let's see. It's, it's, maybe we did and we just didn't mention them. God. Uh, I'm going through it, too. No, I genuinely don't know who they played. Well, go back to your list. Oh, they played the 49ers on Thursday. That's what we forgot. Oh, we yeah. And by, yeah, I forgot. We right that did that episode during that episode. Oh, we yeah, that's that right. During them. Giants are number five for me. Jets are six, but they missed out. Titans are my number four worst team. Didn't even think of the Titans. They didn't even talk about that game because that was such a crappy game for them. They are so milk toast. Like, I... Eric, what's... 31 years old, is he just shook a little bit? Yeah. He's still good. He's just not great. Yeah. Still running the ball 20 times. Since they got rid of A.J. Brown, that team has sucked. Yeah. Change that dynamic. Just the... I just... the the cornerstone piece. The week one game was against the Saints... One of the most boring things I've they ever watched. They touchdown to the second game. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't want to watch this team play, and their quality of play kind of matches it. Come on, Vrabel. You want to freaking bite knees? Go bite some freaking knees, please. For a Super Bowl win, too. The passion's gone. Number three, I have the Broncos, which I think is fair. Oh, yeah. Number two is the Panthers, which is the other 0-3 team you forgot about. And then number one is the Bears, and the Bears could win the next three games and they'll still be on this fucking list. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking them off this list anytime soon. I agree. And then... Let me do, let me guess your top... Oh, yeah, the top five is pretty simple. I'm going to go Chief as one of them. Curry Niners is one of them. Bills is one of them. Eagles is one of them. you got to get the one. Or I guess the two. They're in between the one and the two. I'm trying to go through. It's already named the 49ers, the Bills, the Chiefs. The Eagles. Yeah. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my top. I'm like, do you think my honorable mention is out of curiosity? You got to think it. I don't want to take too much of it. It's, it's my little brother Lions, man. The Lions. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think they're the sixth best team in the NFL right now. I got. I think they're complete, and I think that if their defense gets going, they can fight with any of those top five teams. I could see that. Yeah. 
I, th- I think the 49ers and Dolphins are interchangeable between one and two. Yeah, yeah. I think the Bills Both are surprise. three. I think the Eagles are four because I'm biased, so I'm going to put the Chiefs at five. <laughs> I think the Chiefs at five is good because that offense still doesn't show. Yeah, it doesn't. That's kind of my main worry, too. Scoring 40 against the Bears. Yeah, it's not as impressive as the number denotes, and it's just kind of like, all right. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to talk about again, and I, and I want to hear you chime in on this too. Was, yeah. uh, I, I've been doing picks every year, and right now I'm eight and four. Yeah, you are eight and four. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. And I got four more picks for you. All right, go for them. I want your thoughts. Bengals minus one and a half at the Titans. I cannot believe that's only minus one and a half. How is that my? Is it because they're a road team and Burrow is still kind of hurt? I guess so. Granted, he practiced day five. Yeah. I mean, if the cap isn't an issue, I think maybe the other reason they're doing that is because of how bad they played against the Rams. The Rams are better than people are giving them credit for. Fair. Considering Cooper Cup's not there and that defense is actually doing stuff. That's fair. Uh, so that's my first one. Take the Bengals, minus one and a half. I'm taking the Bengals, too. Well, and to also keep in mind, this, I think, was on Tuesday or Wednesday, so the spreads might have changed. Yeah. But this is what I wrote them down as. And We're taking it from when you... Yeah. <laughs> Second one is the Chiefs, nine and a half at the Jets. You'll notice a trend here of bad teams that I'm picking. Well, it makes it easy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, it's just the freaking spreads are favorable to that. I think that... Nine and a half, I think they could easily... Yeah, that's what it was when I took it. I think that was Tuesday on FanDuel. Yeah. And then my third one is, I can't believe this. I, I got the Seahawks plus one and a half at the Giants. They think the Giants are favored? Yeah. I'm not joking. If Barkley doesn't play, they must be banking on Barkley coming back. But I don't care. Because Barkley is good. Well, the Seahawks defense is bad. Barkley could have like a 150-yard rushing game against him. Yeah, but that Giants is bad. Defense is bad. And they have way more offensive weapons. All I have to do is pick the Seahawks to win. That's true. And I put money down for them to win, not to cover. Yeah, yeah. And then last one is, again, against a bad team, the Panthers. I'm picking the Vikings minus three and a half to cover against the Panthers because the Vikings, the offense right now has been on fire. Their offense is on fire, but that defense is bad. Yeah. That might be why they're bringing Bryce Young back to give him some, uh, you know, well, confidence. Oh, you're fine. No, that fourth game was the one I had the least confidence with, but it's still, I saw that and just kind of thought the Vikings have a really good offense and the Panthers haven't shown me much of anything yet. The most I've seen from the Panthers' offense is Andy Dalton, and that's it. Kirk Cousins looks better than last year. Jay Jettas looks great. Addison looks solid. Madison is coming into his own finally. Akers might actually get some more playing time. I hope not, because I need Madison to be a stud for my fantasy. Well, it's fine. It's fine. But those are my four picks. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. And all of them are away teams. You picked the... Did you talk about the Browns-Ravens? Uh, I have them written down, but I chose not to actually take a bet on them because I think it's two and a half for the Browns. Yeah. I, I do like the Browns a little bit more, but now I, I was looking at that again. I'm staying away from that game because I think the Ravens are going to be a good team despite having injuries galore. Lamar does look good this year, and he still has offensive throwing weapons. And honestly, for as good as this Browns defense has been, their weakness right now is their secondary. Which is weird to say. Yeah. So I'm staying away from that game because I think the Ravens' offensive strength right now is throwing the ball to Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. And maybe Rashad Bateman will get loose. That might actually be a good prop bet. 
because I doubt a lot of people are going to put money on him getting a touchdown. That's fair. I'm going to throw this one out there, too, because we talked about the Broncos-Bears games a little bit. The fact that that's only minus three for the Broncos is crazy. I saw that, and I have no words. I'm just going to watch that game. Yeah. And just hopefully either enjoy the shit show and watch both teams burn to the ground, or maybe it'll be a really entertaining game. I don't know. I don't know what that game was going to be like. I think that I would probably bet on Russell Wilson to at least maybe make a little bit of things happen. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think a lot's going to be happening that game, honestly. So I'm going to stay away from it. That's fair. That's fair. But I got my four picks. Those are good picks. And see if you go even more, what's it? More positive? More positive since you're 4 I should have done the pick league this year. Winning again for the third year in a row. That's all right. You want to close us out? Yeah, well, thank you again for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed our picks, our predictions, some of our reviews. Stay tuned for week four and five next week. Yep. And a little bit more hockey and baseball talk, too. Exactly. Playoffs during baseball next Definitely some baseball talk next week. Got some great picks for that. I'll be talking about with my World Series picks, MVP, Cy Youngs, all that next week as well. And yeah, well, thank you again for listening to us. 